Welcome back to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Akira Fongho, and today you are going to get inspired. So let's get on to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Akira Fongho, and today I am with the wonderful, the amazing Hannah Ashton. Um... Yeah, I just want to say I am with the amazing Hannah Ashton, and today we're just going to talk about her workbook, her how she balances stuff, and how she just made the world be her friend, be be on her side, just just make everything work. So I just want to introduce you to Hannah Ashton. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I am honored to be on your show. This is so exciting. <laughs> yes. Um. So I just want to like. For anybody who haven't hasn't heard about Hannah Ashton, um, can you just do a quick introduction about yourself? Sure. So I've been doing YouTube for a really long time. Um, she actually said she watched me when I started my first channel for American Girl Dolls when I was like ten years old. Yeah. And I've just kept with it this whole time. I'm now nineteen. I'm a sophomore in college. And so now my content is mainly women's lifestyle, productivity, empowerment. And in high school, I got into business and entrepreneurship. So I also show and vlog my process of starting different businesses and learning tools of the trade. And then I also started my own podcast, which is now called the Dream Achieve Podcast. And I also launched a workbook this month. Yes. And I've also done some live events too. So I do a bit of everything, but I always say YouTube's my main bread and butter. Yes. So she's been doing YouTube for a while now. I followed her. So when she started your when you started your podcast, I was there listening. Um I was th- I just know that I've been watching your videos for a while, and you were the one that really started. Because I told Lauren this, because I kept on referring you, to, um, referring to you, that you are the one that are like, let me think about girl boss. Let me think about what a girl boss is. Because I was in this little corner watching How to Be a Girl Boss, your first like your video, yeah. and I was like, okay, what is that? So I googled it up. I tried it. I made a website, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I kept on watching your videos, subscribed to more people like Lavender, Lauren Taylor, like all these other people, and I watched your vlog channels to see like the raw, like how you are doing it, how you balanced everything, and it was so fun for me to understand like, oh, she is in high school. I mean, she's around the same age as me, and it's going to be way easier for me to go into this so-and-so girl boss business. So... I'm not saying I'm, like, an expert, but, like, what I do, I do it because I learned from you, so. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so um, but, yeah, just to get to the first question, because I don't want this to be only questions. I want to just ask more in-depth questions and see for people who don't know about you or who do know about you but want to ask more questions, in a way. So, um, my first question is, how did you transition from a counseling company to selling works book, workbooks because, like, I really want you to, like, talk about how you got to your counseling business and then how you, like, popped out with this workbook uh, out of the blue, which was actually really good. But, yeah. <laughs> of course. So, I was around a sophomore in, call, uh, in high school when I joined with Lauren Taylor, um, who's, I know, podcast episode is up. She's amazing. I joined <laughs> on her team as, like, an intern. I wrote articles and learned, like, social media marketing and stuff for her magazine and she wanted to start a YouTube channel and I on the team had one so she reached out to me to help her get started so I did 
I told her about thumbnails, like what kind of thumbnails attract clicks and what your video title should be, how to get better quality. And then she really loved that, like counseling, consulting, and I love doing it. I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, if I could do this for other people. I would love to do that. So literally over my Christmas break of that year, um, over winter break, I created a website, figured out on Wix how to do like booking and consulting. Literally was just playing around one yeah. day on on Wix and was like, oh my gosh, I can actually book clients through this. It's super easy. It's a low cost um, to have a monthly website. And so I launched it in February where I just offered like 60, 30 or 60 minute phone calls with me, uh, like a FaceTime where I would talk about YouTube, answer any questions, that kind of thing. And that really grew over the next year. I ended up working with some amazing women and clients and I actually ended up putting together a six week course for starting a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, which I worked with some women for. And so I love that. I love getting to connect one-on-one with these women and talk about my passion in YouTube and in business. Um, but then as I was getting into college, I felt like having roommates and a different schedule than I was used to, I couldn't continue having clients and making sure I was getting their calls in and then all the prep work and stuff. I didn't want to uh, continue the consulting, YouTube consulting. So I started college, kept doing my YouTube videos. And then in September of last year, my freshman year, I was kind of bored again. I've been doing YouTube for so long that it's not like something exciting new project. Again, it's just what I do because I love it and um, where most of my following is. And I thought I wanted to start something new. And I had an idea just seeing a lot of other YouTubers and bloggers create products um, and like stationery and planners. I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. That was so (laughs) cool. Um, What would mine look like if I did it? So I just started drawing, drafting some sketches of like what I would want my ideal planner pages to look like. I'm not the best artist at all, but I just like <laughs> got a notebook and started figuring out what I would want it to look like. And I found, cause at the time I was using two different planners. I was using one for school and then one for like time blocking my days with business and classes and all of that. Yeah. And what I found was I needed something where I could write down my to-do list. So like my school assignments on one side and then on the other side have time blocking. Um, so I could put in my business to-dos and all of that for the day. And so that's what the planners we spreads do look like in my workbook which you guys can see more of on the website and all of that um it is called the dream achieve workbook and it is a goal setting workbook at the beginning because also i found a lot of high school students and college students the people who watch my content always want to know how to be more productive or how to start a side hustle how to get a morning and night routine Mm -hmm. the workbook Mm -hmm. is not just a planner it also walks you through those aspects um but there is a six month undated planner in there as well And so I had no clue how to do a product. I'd only ever done online services and content creation. So I literally Googled, I read books, I listened to podcasts about how to manufacture something. And I met with some people in Nashville, some older entrepreneur major students, and just like learned as much as I could for the next four months or so. And then around December, um, right after Christmas of this past year, I got the first samples in uh, from my manufacturer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the footage in a vlog. It's like me vlogging on my phone, but just my reactions and stuff, which will be coming to the channel soon. But, yeah, then it was just a whirlwind of ups and downs of, like, again, manufacturing. Like, how's the packaging going to look like? What's the shipping going to be like? I taught myself how to use Shopify recently and, you know, taking photos. So it's really a one woman show. Obviously I have my family and friends that help out a ton and I'm so thankful. Um, but I just kind of, yeah, transitioned into a product like that and I did a lot of research. So that is great because 
uh, now I'm referring back to the um, the new podcast, the recent podcast, is um, Googling and checking the website, like checking different websites for how to do something. And I learned from one of your videos um, that it's good to um, self-teach yourself, like stuff. Yeah. So I tried my best, you know, I didn't have money to do your counseling at the time. So I was like, okay. Anything you say, I'm just going to, like, write it down. I had, like, a little book, and I wrote everything down. And Lauren was telling me that when she started her magazine, um, she, like, when she was looking for it, they were actually telling her not to, like, make a magazine when she was, like, Googling it up and everything. So when she, like, she's, like, because her story's similar as yours, she was looking for manufacturers and everything like that. So I just think that from you doing counseling, you know, just learning the whole business to actually selling, you know, workbooks, you're actually adding, like, well, you actually added some things you learned from your counseling business with your your work, workbook, right? I'm, like, stuttering. Yeah. So sorry. Um, but I'm just, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I'm just saying, like, from making a workbook, so you're making, you're going to manufacturers, what were your struggles, like, was it really hard to be, like, consistent with it? Because you were looking around how to learn, how to go on, um, how to make a workbook, how to draw this, how to make it perfect. How did you keep your motivation? How did you keep your inspiration and not just quitting with, you know, the workbook? Yeah, it was hard because, yeah, like I said, I got the idea in September. I knew I wouldn't be able to create something by the holiday season like in a few months. So I thought, okay, I'll do it. I'll launch it over the summer. So it's now almost end of June. So it's been 10 months. And definitely um, starting out, one of the biggest struggles was the design because I've taken one graphic design class at my high school <laughs> one semester. That's it. Um, and we didn't even use, like, Photoshop. We used Affinity. Oh, and wow. so I was trying to figure out because I knew what I wanted in my head, but I didn't have the funds to hire a graphic designer to try and get what I wanted from my head onto an actual design. Mm -hmm. And so I went through a lot of stages of choosing, okay, what colors? Do I want it to be black and white? Do I want to have pop a color? I'm, not, I'm very minimal colors. Um, so the book is just black, white, and then a uh, light blue, which is what I love. And I feel like it's simple, but still a happy color. And so teaching myself, I actually taught myself InDesign, which is like what you use for publications is what I learned. Mm -hmm. um, and I just found that out through a mentor. I was using Photoshop to do every page of the book. And they're like, no, that's not how you do a book. <laughs> so they told me about InDesign. And again, just watching YouTube videos and trying to learn the balance of like enough white space on the page and also having like a guided bits for people who've maybe never used a planner or never yeah. used a workbook before. Mm -hmm. So that is really what took me a long time to finalize, especially against I had taken a design class where they tell you like, Oh, maybe this is the ratio of like design. You want to blank space on, you know, a minimal page. I don't know what they teach yeah. you in design school, but um, I just kind of had to do it by eye and figure out what I liked. And I did a lot of rough drafts also to help with that. I printed out the pages just with a regular printer and brought it to my friends and had like six of my friends work through the designs I had so far and they gave me notes. So that's kind of how I figured out what was wanted with the design aspect. Mm -hmm. The next struggle I would say is figuring out manufacturing. I really wanted to get it manufactured in the U S I met with a printing company in Nashville. Um, but they didn't really have the 
materials I wanted. And it was so incredibly expensive. Like as a young woman starting up, I could not afford it. So I am getting them made outside of the US, which then brought a whole other, you know, load yeah. of questions like, is it safe? How's it going to work? Um, but I've, I've realized that's what a lot of businesses use is I found it through Alibaba is the website. Um, and so far I've had really good communication. Obviously there's things that have been slowed down and since you're not working with them in person or even on the phone, like it's all direct messaging and through another language that gets getting translated through. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that get just delayed is the main point. Like I wanted the workbooks here when I launched it, but instead we're having to have them for pre-order, which is fine because I'm still expecting to get them in everyone's hands before the new semester. So end of (laughs) July, early August. Um, so that is just kind of frustrating, you know, of course, working with people, um, that you don't really know. So that would be the other struggle that I'm still working through. And then the final struggle would probably be just marketing because yes, I have an amazing community. I have amazing group of followers. Um, and I'm so thankful for them, but I've, I've explained this in other podcasts too. Like even before I launched, I knew it's totally different. Um, getting someone to click subscribe, which is a free simple motion and then getting someone to pull out their credit card and actually purchase a product of yours. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things I learned in the consulting services okay. um, that I kind of, I brought with me. So I knew that even though I have this amazing platform, that's not going to make sales easy. Um, it helps a bit, but I also am having to teach myself different marketing tactics and trying to do more with my social media marketing and, you know, Facebook ads, whatever it'll take. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are some of the struggles or things that I'm working through and still learning. Yeah, so, because what you're saying is that you, you know, checked a printing um, company, and I wanted to ask, like, because you live in Nashville, like, it's like a major, or next to Nashville, um, it's like a major, you know, city, did you have, like, a entrepreneur that you could talk to, that you could talk to and learn stuff from, because maybe you're learning tactics, <laughs> um, yeah. credit, like money, how to make stuff, how to really better communicate with your audience. Did you have someone to guide you along the way or you do you just learned it by yourself? Um, I would say a bit of both. I definitely met with people. I'm an entrepreneurship major, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't since it was my freshman year, I took very basic business classes, things I had already known since, um, that I like learned in high school just because I'm so interested in business. So what I did was I did meet with two um, senior uh, entrepreneur majors and I just sat down and talked with them, got their opinions, like asked them what they learned over um, over their studies at Belmont. And the Belmont actually does have some really cool resources that I'm going to start tapping into. Like they have really well-known CEOs and entrepreneurs that come to the school and you can talk with them mm-hmm. or set up a meeting with them. Um, they great. also, the city of Nashville has an entrepreneurship center, which I haven't looked into just because with school and everything, I really yes. need to. So I have, I definitely have the resources, but I actually found that I was doing more like just learning through YouTube or podcasts. Okay. So that's and great. I'm, so you say that you learn, so it's 50, 50. So do you think like people who are listening to this podcast right now should not rely on someone technically? I think if you have someone 
available to you. You could ask to be a mentor, whether it's a teacher or a parent, friend's parent, um, you know, an older sibling. Like if you have someone in mind that um, could be a mentor uh, and that like already knows you a bit, definitely reach out. I'm sure they would love to do it. I find it's harder to find a mentor that you don't already know because so many people are really busy. We're all learning, you know, like time is money. So sometimes yeah. it could take a while to ask someone to like pick their brain just over coffee. That's why podcasts I think are great yes. because, you know, they're also getting their name out and you get to basically have a free conversation with them. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have anyone in your life that could be that mentor, you keep getting turned down. Don't stop there. Literally just search in the iTunes podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, search like entrepreneurship stories. My, one of my favorite ones, the most inspiring ones to me is how I built this. It's through NPR. Yeah. Um, it's so inspiring. It's all these high, high level CEOs. Um, and it talks about literally every step of the process of how they started their business. So definitely. And then if you want to like further dive deeper into what you're doing, like I found maybe at least three girls on YouTube who made videos about how to make planner pages in InDesign. So there's a wealth of information out there. You just have to put in the research and the time. So be devoted yeah. to what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. So I know I've been talking about the workbook and it's almost like, because everywhere, like where you're promoting or the people that I'm subscribed to, let's talk about Hannah Ashton, which is great. And it's a workbook. So I'm going to talk about something else. Um, okay. I want to talk about YouTube, also one of her main um, platforms. So as I said, I've known you since AG videos and because um, I wanted to know how to like save money for an AG doll. I was... Mm. I was really bad with money back then, so I didn't know, but I was watching 10 of your videos, and I wanted to know, what did you learn over the years? Because you have gone through AG Dolls, then Beauty, now you've gone to um, Girl Empowerment, Productivity, and all that stuff. So what is one thing that you've learned, and you've carried through those different phases of YouTube for yourself? Yeah, so I actually get the question a lot can I change my content? Um, and I say, absolutely. But make sure as soon as you start putting content out there, or if you're already putting out content, make sure that you are being so true to yourself and your personality shines through. Because I think the reason that I was able to transition from AG to, I also had like a, a Christian channel, I had a crafting oh, wow. channel, and then beauty, and then what I do now, I think the reason I still have so many people follow me, like yourself, thank you again, um, <laughs> is because I always still try to give my voice. And so I go back to my AG videos, and even though I'm like five, six years younger, I can still hear myself. And I feel like I still give information in a similar mm -hmm. way, uh, even though I've learned a lot over the years. So I always say that figure start with something, see if you like it. If you don't like that niche, that genre of content then switch over sure and make sure you explain to your audience maybe why you're switching in the content mm -hmm. um but if you're staying true to like yourself which is hard at first because it's hard, it's easy to be more awkward on camera when you're first starting out yes but really just talk to them like you're your they're your best friend have your best friend sit across from the camera if it helps get that across but if you're feeling very natural and yourself then people will stick with you because it's not you that's changing it's just the genre of content so yeah. that's one of the things I've learned um, and if I ever want to change my content in the future I feel like that will stay true another thing that I'm still trying to work on is brand sponsorships and not taking all the brand sponsors sponsorships that come your way since I was so young like the the 
idea of getting paid for creating these videos, which I was already doing so much, like it was awesome. So when the first brand that wanted to work with me reached out, I was like, heck yes, sure. I'll absolutely <laughs> like you. Um, and it's still, it's very easy to just say yes, to whatever comes your way. But my, um, like one of my resolutions for the year is to work with brands that only really resonate with me um, and really build that connection with my audience so that they know like when I do promote sponsored products, it is very genuine. And so if you're starting to get sponsored deals, I just want to remind you to keep that keep that in mind and really okay. make sure you're you're choosing brands that are authentic with your brand um, and with yourself. And then let's see. I guess it's just a hard truth, but the YouTube is so hard day to day. It changes. Um, I still get frustrated with the videos that will blow up or videos that I work so hard on and you know, they only get maybe a couple thousand views or whatever. So don't get discouraged is also what I have to tell myself and what I have to learn because over the years, you never know what's going to do well in the algorithm or what's not going to, you can obviously know that like doing more popular videos will get you know, higher yeah. views maybe. Um, but who knows, probably the videos that you don't think are going to do that well are the ones that'll blow up. So just keep that in mind and keep putting out content, even if no one's watching, because eventually someone will, eventually someone will come across it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember, uh, I think it was like 2017. It was, I was getting ready for school and I was watching, you just uploaded and I just clicked, you know, like the way you can get a notification, just clicked. And it was, oh. um, your habits, um, successful things. Yes. I, forgot, I forgot the title. Habits of Successful People. Yes. So I watched the video. I was like, yes. Okay, I kept on watching it. You had like a whole little series. And then a week later, I went back into your channel. I was like, wow. Like, because the views were on top. If you go on her channel, it's like over a million views. And I was like, I did not expect that. I was like, okay, oh my gosh. I'm like, more people are knowing by hand. I was like, I was really happy for you, but you had no idea who I was. But I was like, wow. So I was like, okay, let her continue doing it. And then... Um, when you were about to hit 100,000 subscribers, I was like, um, guys, did you hear about Hannah Ashton? They're like, no, can you subscribe to her channel for me? They're like, okay, okay. And they'll subscribe. And I was like, okay. And I went on my other, like, accounts, like, okay, did I subscribe to Hannah Ashton? I already did. I was like, oh, dang it. And I was like, there. I was just watching until you hit 100,000. I was like, oh my gosh, you hit 100,000. I have been, I was just, I was happy for you when you hit a million. I was happy for you when you hit 100,000. Because I was, like, watching your videos. I was just like, okay. Let me keep on telling people about Hannah Ashton so you can hit 100. Because I knew that you worked really hard for what you were doing. And I just, like, let her hit 100,000. I mean, she deserves it. I was like, like, did you hear about her? Yeah. Did you hear about her? I was like, so. Oh, I just my gosh. Say. <laughs> my mouth, guys, you can't see me. My mouth is wide open. Like, that is, I never knew someone would be like that for my channel because I, just, I don't I don't see you guys like it's all just numbers yeah to me and so when I actually get to meet one of you whether it's through a video chat like this or through in person it blows my mind how amazing you are like oh my gosh yeah Thank I was really you. happy um, for you yeah but that video that is one of the videos that it was just like every other video I titled it a little bit differently than some of my other ones just to see um and YouTube again with that kind of stuff is a lot of like play around with it, see what works for your yeah. channel. And yeah, that one was really what got me at like the top of the whole girl boss. Cause it came out like about two and a half years ago. So yeah. the whole girl boss thing was like just coming up, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And because I put that hashtag girl boss in the title. Yeah. It blew up. Yes. So. And like some of my friends still watch your videos because they like how you talk about girl empowerment all the time. And I'm just happy that I introduced them about you, but at the same time, I'm happy that you are doing better things and bigger things. But, um, yeah, um, I want to quickly say this because every time I, 
because sometimes I have like this guilty little pressure like pleasure of watching an AG stop motions I don't know why but it just speaks me back to the old times so your video um, how to save money how to save slash make money for an AG doll right it was five years ago because I'm looking at I it right now that. and it has over 200,000 views and I was just like, oh my god. She like, because you really sounded like legit. I was like, okay, let me like do this, let me do this, let me do that. And I feel like I thought you were like a prodigy because from that age, you started talking about how to save, how to um, strategize your money. And you had like a little like um, paper thing that you like scribble when you have like a new goal. And I did that on my mirror just to like reach there. And I was so close, but I was like, oh, I want to buy something else. But I was like, okay, you have that gift of, you know, business. I mean, like, it's not like, oh, someone just saying, I want to do business because that's like a safe, like, place. I feel like you have that gift. Like, God gave you that gift of business because from that young age, you were telling us little girls to do this, do that. And you were really, like, in depth with your, um, like, your notes and everything. You're like, yeah, you should do this, you should do that. And I just want to say, oh like, gosh. this is your gift. Like, please don't stop. Like, I want to, I'm just so proud of you. When you did your Chicago, like, event, even though I can't, like, go to Chicago, I was so happy for you. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's doing another event. And I like how you stay raw because there are so, some girls that think that um, entrepreneurship is really easy, and it's really not. And I like how you said that you had a burnt out because I thought that was not, um, that you shouldn't feel that way. Because I was like, mm, like maybe just just work hard enough, just work hard enough. And I feel like it's good that you can have, you should have a break. And sometimes you might have to force it on yourself to have a break. So that video when you said you had a burnout, that was just perfect for you to be like that was a whole another step of your connection with you know your audience. But you know I shouldn't be talking too much. Let me just go back to the questions. <laughs> but yeah, I just had to say that I just had. Sure. Sure. And that's so funny you mentioned about the American Girl Doll video because um, I, I didn't even think, I totally forgot about that video. To be honest, I tried to not go to that channel because I was so young <laughs> and I'm like, cringe. But you're so right. Like, I always have just been interested in mm -hmm. saving money or making money and managing it and doing things with your time. Wow, you just opened my eyes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Like, I just want to help you go on like a, my dream for you. I don't know why I'm being like this, but my dream for you is to, like, see you on TV. Like, national TV or something, and just you, like, talking about what you do. Because then I'm like, yeah. Like, I just see yourself. I see you doing bigger things. I see you, like, you're doing big things right now. But I see you, like, maybe you're, like, the new the C new CEO of Apple or, like, you know, like, something like that. I just see Thank great you. things That's for you. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the That's goal. That's the goal. Um, but, yeah, my next question is how did you... Because I know that also keys into, like, you know, your workbook. Um, but how did you balance school, finals? Because I watched, like, your college finals um, video. How did you balance that with your business in high school and in college? Yeah. And, like, the idea of having, because many hats, and I was listening to the Real, the Real, Real? podcast um and you actually do wear so many hats in your career or in your business and I just want to say like how did you balance all that how did you add that into your workbook and then why how do you add some of that into your videos because some of those like some of your videos you actually do explain um how to balance your life how to 
know when you need to take time to do something else. Yeah, so at the first part of the workbook, I kind of talk about this actually by choosing your priorities. So I say, okay, choose three or four priorities for the next month, three months, however you want to break up your, your year. Um, I will do usually like three months at a time. So when I'm in school, like my top priorities are my schooling, my business, and my friends. And then when I'm here over the summer, I don't have to worry about school, but I have my family here with me. So my top priorities go to like my business, my family, and my friends. Um, so it's trying to figure out your priorities for sure. And then what I do is I make sure every bit of my day, um, besides, you know, like breaks and right before I go to bed, I watch my Netflix episode or still or two. Um, but I, I make sure I have time set aside and I time block. So like whenever mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning, um, I know what I have to do that day. Cause I usually write it down the day before. And so let's say I woke up at 8am. I had class at eight. I would wake up at like seven if I had class at eight, but okay, we go to class and then I come back and maybe I have an hour before my next class. If I had any homework due, like, okay, that hour is going to be spent doing homework. Even if I needed to film, it's going to be spent doing homework. Cause that's my priority for the season. Yeah. Um, and then after lunch, let's say I, I have 40 minutes. Okay, I could watch a Netflix episode, right? But no, you're not, Hannah. Like, you, that's 40 minutes of time. You could spend to then film, and then you can edit before you go to bed, and then right before you go to sleep, you can watch a Netflix yeah. episode or whatever it is. And I also honestly prioritize my health and my sleep. Sleep is my number one priority for health. I try to work out whenever I can, like at least three times a week. When I was in finals and stuff, like that is something that went on the back burner, and I could feel it. I could just feel my body being not at its best. Yeah. Um, but I always try to get like at least seven hours of sleep every night. So I give up a lot of like going out, um, maybe typical college things that people don't want to give up. And that's totally fine. You can mm -hmm. live your life however you want. But I just find for me, it's more valuable for me to spend quality time with my friends um, while I'm at school and also work on my business rather than just spending a Friday night out doing, you know, who knows what till 2am because then yeah. I'm not prioritizing my business or my sleep. And so it was a lot of give and take and I'm still figuring all that out, but definitely. Um, and in high school too, high school is actually more busy than I was in college. I found wow. cause I, I was in, um, I would go to school from like eight to 3 PM and then I did extracurriculars every semester. So I would be doing musical or tennis or choir or something after school. And I wouldn't get home till like five or six. And then that's when I would start doing business work. So mm -hmm. I was doing all my client calls, like 7 PM, 8 PM, yeah, just using my time as about most um, efficiently as I could and making sure that like there was very little empty chunks of time. Mm -hmm. um, so that by that, I mean, I also schedule in breaks. So like if I took a lunch break in the middle of my day, that was scheduled in. I took the break and I went to lunch. Maybe I watched a YouTube video, a 10 minute video while I ate my lunch or talked with a friend, but it was scheduled in. It wasn't just Okay, I have to eat lunch at some time, and then it takes two hours, and then you're just ch chatting with your friends. Like, I try to make it very efficient. Yeah. So sorry, that not, was very long-winded. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm just saying, like, she's not telling you to focus on one thing, because um, I see myself do that most of the time. Like, oh, let me quickly do this so I can be ahead. She's just telling you that you don't want to be all about school 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 sometimes you or you don't want to be all about business 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 you want to have a balance because there's going to be sometimes that you're going to be like oh how come like I didn't go to that party or how come I I don't know what's going on with my friends lives like you want to be present but at the same time still get work done 
right? Yeah, and it's kind of like doing, exactly, you kind of do a mental check. So, like, but right before my event this summer, I got back from my study abroad trip in late May, and I had a month, basically, before this Chicago event. And so I knew my priority for this month was event and workbook launch. I was doing both in the month of June. Um, they were a week apart, my workbook launch and the event. So I knew it was going to be business. So And my friends knew that. So they knew if they couldn't hang out with me, you know, this month or whatever, that's okay. And I'm not saying I didn't see anyone. I'd go to a coffee shop for like an hour, have someone over to swim for a couple hours. But it wasn't like I was sleeping over, always hanging out, like sitting around, just watching TV with them all day. Yeah. Like time for business. But right this week, since I got back from my event, um, and I still am working on my workbook. So like in the mornings, I'll spend three to four hours doing work. And then in the afternoons and evenings, I spend that time with family or friends. So we'll go to the movies, we'll go to the pool, something like that. So now since I'm in summer, and I don't have school as a priority, I'm able to balance just like friends and social life and then work. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so you started your podcast, uh, maybe like early 2018 late 2017 am I right so on iTunes it shows up as like September of last year I think because that's when I switched feeds I'm trying to think back though to when I actually yeah because you were on SoundCloud SoundCloud. yeah yeah so I think it was honestly like two summers ago yeah I think so but when you started your podcast I didn't know what a podcast was um I heard you you know, I watched your YouTube video, so I knew that you had a podcast. I listened to your podcast when I'm, like, cleaning my room because you were saying, it's good when you, like, clean your room and listen to a good podcast. So I was like, okay, let me, like, watch that. Like, let me listen to a podcast and clean my room up. And it's actually really, like, motivating when you actually do listen to it. I feel more, like, smarter. Like, I feel like I'm, like, on yeah. top of the world. So um, I started listening to your podcast, and then I started listening to Lavender, like, she was my other person that was watching, and then I started watching other people, so the Ground Up show, like, I, like, now I listen to a lot of podcasts, I don't even know how I mm-hmm. keep count, because I was watching one of your old, like, um, Week in the Lives, and you were like, I don't even listen to music anymore, I listen to podcasts, and I was like, that is so true, because I've been walking to the bus stop, I've been listening to the podcast, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and my friends are like, did you hear that or something? I'm like, no. Maybe I should, like, be updated with all that stuff, but... I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to, like, act. Since um, your podcast, like, well, my podcast is all about inspiring young females to be the girl boss or boss babe, because I learned that from you, boss babe of your life or, you know, sports, academics, business, whatever you're doing, what are your tips on anyone who has self-doubt on doing something? Because me, naturally, when I have self-doubt, I don't know if this is a good thing, but I will just force myself to do it so that I won't feel that way anymore. But what are your, like, tips on self-doubt? Because you are 19, um, you are female, like, the world is still changing, it's still trying to change, but at the same time, you're still young, you're still a female, people are going to use that against you. How do you not use your mental voices that are telling you not to do something like that? anymore or like quit like just quit doing stuff that, that yeah sound right <laughs> yeah um definitely what you said about like just you have you have to get over it and once you start 
not uh, the fear will start. The fear of starting will go away, obviously, once you start, and then other fears come in. But I find you have to first figure out where the self doubt is coming from. Like, have you always been told when you were younger that you couldn't play sports or you weren't athletic, and that's why you don't want to try out for this team? Or um, were you told that oh, no one in our family is good at math? Like, you can't be good at math. How did you do so good on that test? Like, if you're getting told these things by other people or by yourself, then that's going to add up over time, and your body listens to it. Like your subconscious, that's just what it thinks. And that's what it's going to feel. So if you've been told these negative truths about yourself, um, or other people have told you, you're going to have to like identify that first, like take some time to think, sit down with a notebook, whatever you need, think about your doubts you have. And then with farthest back where you can think that first started, was it when you, you know, hit middle school, hit high school, went into college, like when did those fears or doubts start coming in and then figure out like a sentence or kind of a mantra or maybe a Bible verse that contradicts what you're feeling and that doubt you have. Um, so that you can start saying that truth over to you. So whenever you're feeling that self-doubt, like read that Bible verse of reassurance, like you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you or no, I am good at math. I can be a woman in tech. I can be a woman in engineering. Um, and I learned this a lot actually through my mom and dad. I have to thank they never just told me I couldn't do anything. Like when my brother got a baseball glove for his birthday, my mom was like, Oh, we need to get Hannah a baseball glove too. So I grew up playing a lot of sports and hmm. My dad, my dad is Puerto Rican and it was never mentioned ever in my family. I never heard growing up like, oh, because he's a minority, like it was hard for him to get a job. Maybe it was, but he never expressed that. He never like let that idea of being a minority like stop him. He's always like, okay, well, I'm just going to work hard and I'm still going to get past that, that um, limiting belief. And so just always hearing like, yes even if you're a minority, even if you're a girl, like you can still do what you want and do it uh, and be successful in that because he is a successful entrepreneur. Um, you know, I think just having that around me really helps. But if you don't have that around you, you're going to have to create that space for yourself. And that's where it's like realizing what you're, again, going back to what I said, realizing what the doubt is and then coming up with something that's the opposite and keep on telling yourself that truth now. Yeah. So like I've heard through YouTube videos that you should – Surround yourself with people who keep you positive, who yeah. inspire you, or who people like people that like think like you. Um, and maybe sometimes I'll feel self doubt when uh, I'm like, should I do this? I mean, because it took me a lot of guts to email you. Um, another person that I'm um, that I emailed and Lauren, because um, it was like these are you know big people. They you know, this is a business, I need to act professional, I need to do this, and I was like, maybe, I was telling myself, maybe I should wait, maybe if, until I have, like, maybe more episodes, or, um, let's have bigger people onto the podcast, I was like, no, let me just send it, if you didn't respond, it will be fine, so I was like, okay, so then, you had, like, the, uh, because you were on a break, because you weren't in Costa Rica, I was like, okay, Maybe that's something. And then I, I think you responded or I emailed you again. I was like, okay, wow. And I was so happy. I was like, okay, I should do this next time. So I was still on my little honeymoon high of, yes, she responded. So I responded to, I mean, I uh, sent an email to Lauren. And she responded. I was like, I'm totally down. So I want to say you shouldn't always think 
don't think for the other person because I see I think right, I, I'm always in my head a lot I've realized I've started to realize now that I'm always in my head I always have that conversation in my head like what are they thinking and they might think completely opposite so I might say okay um let me say okay I want to like interview Hannah and I'm like Hannah like oh no she just started I don't know like because we're trying to you're trying to promote your podcast you're trying to promote something like that I'm like I mean, I don't have the biggest audience, but I was like, I was just creating a conversation in my head of you saying no. I was like, how am I going to deal with this? And I'm just saying, like, don't always be in your head sometimes because some people are really completely different and will actually say yes to something or will actually say you're really good. Because when I tried out for cheer, I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore because I was there at the door in seventh grade and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it for cheer. I was like putting my head, I'm going to try it for cheer. And I just walked away. And in eighth grade, I was like, uh -uh, I'm not going to make myself do that. And then when I actually tried out, I was like, okay, this is something to work on. This is something that, okay, yes, I am going to expect the best in people. And sometimes they might not fulfill what I was thinking, but it's always good to think about, yes, think about the positive things. Think about not always putting yourself down and oh, don't always think that you're going to fail necessarily mm. so um yeah it's a little talk for that question but um I want to ask because I feel like I'm I don't remember anything right now but um, I want to ask from your podcast to your YouTube channel to your business to your Instagram how do you do it like how do you how can you say oh I'm Hannah Ashton like, I'm the hand, this is Hannah Ashton, this is Hannah Ashton content, where you're not feeling your best, where you're not feeling you don't want to do this right now. Maybe, like, I don't want to do the podcast, but I'm, I might want to do YouTube, or I don't want to keep on promoting on Instagram. I just want to, like, have a break. How do you keep mm -hmm. on putting that, like, maybe that smile on your face sometimes when stuff are rough for you? How do you disbalance all that, and how do you, like, maintain your mental health? Because I feel like that is the most important so how do you do all that? Yeah, so of course I'm still working on this and figuring it out. Um, what I found so far is if I'm really burnt out, like I was after my first event and I explained that, or maybe after like the launch or something, I definitely take time, take, and I usually don't do more than a day or two just because I always am wanting to put out content and things like this, but I'll at least take a day or two and not film, not do any work, hang out with a friend for some reason when I'm with my friends or family, like I don't like thinking about work. And so, um, I really just like focus on them and try to not check my email and all the things I want to do. Um, and really disconnect to help with my mental sanity. So find out what gets you away. If you're maybe more of an introvert, maybe what you want to do is grab a new book at Barnes and Noble, sit in the little coffee shop and just read for two hours, like figure out something that's not related to your daily grind that, is a, a nice treat. Maybe it's going to get your nails done or just walking around Target and spending like $5 on something fun for yourself. Whatever it is that kind of like lifts your spirits that's not related to your grind, find out what that is and make sure you're doing that as frequently as possible. Um, let's see. I also, what was part of your question? Oh, I also found that when you are a content creator or you're trying to build a business, this startup phase is so important. So you may not feel like sitting down and responding to emails for an hour, 
but you're going to have to do it. And you may not feel like doing all the di- wearing all the different hats in your business. I hate budgeting, but mm-hmm. I still have to do it because yeah. I'm not at the point in my business where I can hire someone for that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look back on all the successful companies and you hear their stories, uh, they always do say like, yeah, they wore all the hats they put in the grind when it was needed. Um, and now that they're, you know, above, you know, they're the CEO or they have a team. Now they really appreciate all the hard work they put in at the beginning stage because now they get to enjoy the rewards from it. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's hard. Yes, it sucks. Some days I was in class and the last thing I wanted to do was go back and edit a video. Like I just Mm -hmm. wanted to take a nap or watch Netflix, but I think it's really important to put in the grind now so you can, um, have the rewards later. And that's why I said to find those little things that you can put in to interrupt. Um, cause you can't take, you maybe can't take a week off to go on vacation and not go on Instagram or not think about your business at all. For me, like if I go off of Instagram for a week, I don't know, it would stress me out more cause I wouldn't know what's going on and I would feel yeah. disconnected from my audience. Um, and I really want to be like there with my audience all the time. Cause I feel like that's what I need to do to grow right now. Um, but that's why I said, find the little things, go to Target, go read a book for an hour, hang out, go see a movie with a friend, add in little things, but make sure you're still showing up at least six days a week is what I do. Um, <laughs> wow. I, usually, I, I, I honestly probably work seven days a week, <laughs> um, but, I, but I make sure that, you know, like I said, those hours throughout my week, especially in the summer, I'm spending disconnecting. <laughs> yeah, so that is good. So, because my, like, summer bucket list is to not go on my phone or any electronics for a day. And I feel like that's going to be hard because, naturally, I do work when I don't think about it. Like, I might be just writing, like, a list on what I want to do. Because I have a planner for my podcast, so I just write down stuff in there. And sometimes I catch myself doing that. So, I haven't brought myself up to do that yet. I feel like that's going to be a a huge struggle. I don't even know when I'm going to do it. I'm... That's just a whole nother thing, but I realize that it is true that you need to find something other than like electronics or something that you see on screen because there is going to become a point, maybe like for like if the the new movie called Yesterday, let's say like the whole world is like powers out. What are you going to do in your me time? Are you just going to like stay there, wait for Instagram to load up or something like that? And like you need to have, you know, something to do. But my next question is, like, personally for me, I get really bored easily. So if that means in workouts and at school, I get really bored easily. I need to have something changing constantly. Um, And one of your videos was, like, um, literally my life is sitting. I'm going to quote this because literally my life is in the car or at my desk. And that's and then you said life as an entrepreneur. And I started cracking up because I'm like, literally when like you might have like a little clip of you playing tennis and then I see you back in your seat or, um, sometimes you might be at like a cute coffee shop, but it seems like you do it sometimes. And I want to like ask like, how do you make it like interesting for yourself because you are in the car you are driving somewhere or you are doing sitting in a seat for hours doing work or you're at a coffee shop how do you make things interesting what give like makes you want to do more things and not keep you bored like oh I have to sit here for another two hours just doing work yeah honestly it's so simple but leaving the space and leaving my house really gets me. So even though I love my room here at my house, it's like really inspires me. And in first thing in the morning, all I want to do is sit here and like get started on something. Um, usually then around like 10 AM or 
or so, I'm feeling kind of like in a rut. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Or if I'm sitting here for a long time, like after our conversation right now, I'm going to make sure to get up and go downstairs and get myself a smoothie or just fill up my water and just get up at least every hour. And then, like I said, around 11 or 12, if I'm really feeling burnt out, I'll get in my car and yeah, I'll drive to a coffee shop. I'll drive to the park and walk around. I'll run an errand. I'll go to the grocery store. Um, and in the car, I'll either put on whatever mood I'm feeling, whether that's like a good podcast. And then usually by the time I get back, I'm like re-inspired through that podcast to get back to work. Yeah. Or I'll put on like my pump up playlist and just like jam in the car and take a break. Um, and so I really honestly love driving in my car time because it's like my revamp time. I love driving by myself. <laughs> I can sing, I can dance, I can listen to a podcast as loud as I want. Um, and then I usually get back and again, work for a bit. And I try not to do any work after dinner. That wasn't available to me when I was in college because I would be in classes and just a busier schedule. I would do a lot of YouTube work after dinner in college. Yeah. But over the summer, I'm really trying to make sure that after dinner, like I either spend it with my family or just chilling um, just to make sure I have that downtime so that I re re-energized for the next morning and I'm not going to bed at like 1 a.m. because I've been working on something and then trying to get myself energized at 8 a.m. to go back to work yeah. so I think just like spacing out giving yourself the breaks and getting out of your environment every now and then is needed so I'm going to like follow your advice right now and how you said give yourself a break I'm not going to ask questions about business necessarily because um, I like adding, asking like fun questions in my podcast just for it to be fun. So I want to yeah. ask you because you've been referring to watching Netflix has been like your you know go to relax time. So what is like your favorite Netflix show right now? Uh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> overall, my favorite show because I got back into this because last month I got my wisdom teeth out and I was just laying in bed and I watched restarted New Girl. Um one of my favorite shows it's hilarious i like i like really light-hearted happy shows and so i'm also watching on hulu right now what i started this summer was uh how i met your mother oh, and yeah. I, yeah i like friends obviously the mindy project jane the virgin the one serious show i watched this year was rain um, oh yes yes it was good it's so good um <laughs> like more serious dramas but yeah anything light-hearted and happy even movies I will, if I'm having like a really relaxing night, I'll take a bath and I'll put on like a rom-com on my phone and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what is one embarrassing thing that has happened to you while you're like filming or just doing like day-to-day -day stuff that is just like embarrassing? Like when you look at it, you just cringe when you think about it. Like, oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. One quick thing this morning, actually before I call, I was out taking pictures with my friends for the workbook for social media. And I'm wearing these like baggy jeans, but they're really tight at the top. They're really flattering. Oh, like but the 70s the they, type of jeans? Sorry? Like the 70s? Like the type of jeans that they wear in the 70s? They're, no, they're not that flared, but they're just kind of like ripped up. Like, I don't know, street. Uh, I'll see it on your Instagram. I'll see it somewhere. You'll, you'll <laughs> see it. They're from Boohoo. Um, but that what happened was because they're so tight at the top and then baggy I don't know why but like the zipper my zipper would keep coming down so I'm literally standing in the city street and like taking pictures and my friends would keep have to tell me like oh your zipper's down again oh your zipper's down again I'm like how many people in my city now have seen me like this um yeah, so that was just something that happened this morning, and then I just untucked my shirt to cover it, and I was like, okay, back to taking pictures. We're getting the content. So just little malfunctions like that are embarrassing, but it's whatever. When you have, like, 
sometimes when I see myself like really bored or I'm like sick of looking at like a screen like what is like a, a go-to song that like gets you pumped up like is it oh Taylor Swift or like something like keeps you going okay. right now it's been Lizzo yes have you heard yes yes Literally. I love her so much Truth hurts. I juice, especially juice. That's wow. Juice yes. gets me. Yes, good as hell. I love all of those. I just crank them up. Um, and then also, just this happened yesterday. I found the song "Senorita" by <gasps> Camila. I love that song. Today it's been on repeat. My friends are probably so annoyed with me because at the photo shoot I just kept playing. <laughs> I've been playing it over and over again since it got released. And then mm. I was like, wow, like Sean Mendes glowed up. Like he like glowed up. So I've been watching I... like a ton of Sean Mendes like videos this whole week. Like it's literally my new feed. Like Sean Mendes, funny moments. Sean Mendes. Like I love that song, Senorita, Senorita. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to it right now. Like after this, I'm gonna listen it's to so it. Good. It's I will so too. good. It's so good. Please listen to it. Like if you haven't like listened to it, please listen to it. It's so good. Like it makes me want um, Camila and Shawn Mendes to be together. And like now they're oh, like yeah. saying like um, Camila broke up with her boyfriend and everything. So like please, like Shawn. you've seen the music video, right? Yes, I watched the music video first before I like watched like the audio. Yeah. But like they are so good together. Like they should be together. <laughs> I know, um, but I don't know. My last question I ask everybody who's been on the show is, do you see yourself as an influencer and how? And um, do you see yourself as a girl boss and how? Ooh, um, influencer. I know a lot of people don't like this term, but it's really like the only term to describe someone who posts on Instagram and like shares their life. Um and since I've been doing it for so long, then yes, I guess I would consider myself an influencer. But I always say that you don't, it doesn't matter the number of followers you have. You could have a hundred followers, but you're still being an influence to those hundred people. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's through social media or you like to speak or you're on a sports team, like anyone can do it. And we all have influence in different ways. Um, and then girl boss. Yes, I guess I'm like a the yes. like my brand is girl boss. Girl boss <laughs> times ten. If I have to, if I have to say that. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I, people think of it as being cheesy or whatever, and I've also heard it like downplayed as like, oh, you shouldn't consider it like a girl boss. You should just consider it a boss. Like, don't add girl in front of it. It like brings it down. I'm like, no, I I love the branding. I love how it's related to so many girls. I mean, it got you interested. Probably mm -hmm. if I just added like boss to the title, you'd be like, oh, she's like she has employees like what do you mean I think it's a, yeah. a different term than just boss mm -hmm. um and like boss babe all of that it's showing more of like it doesn't matter what stage you're in whether you are a boss or you're just like that's your end goal you know we're all just striving towards like being a better leader or towards making a life and having a career that we actually love and I think that's such a big point of our generation is not go doing a nine to five just to have money in the bank and then to go spend the money doing what you love, like mm -hmm. actually making money doing what you love mm -hmm. and having mm -hmm. that be a part of it. So yeah, thank you for having me be on the show. I'm so happy. I'm so blessed that you're on the show, but is there anything, any inspirational quote, anything you want to tell anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, like anything, any advice? 
Ooh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> I try to give a lot of advice everywhere. I guess it's just like my main thing is dream, believe, achieve. Um, I named my workbook after it, like dream, achieve workbook, because I think you can dream as big as you want. And then if you really just believe in yourself and I'm a Christian, so I also say, I believe, you know, if it's God's plan for me, if I believe this is the path he wants for my life, then we can achieve all the dreams. And it's again, maybe cheesy, but I really, I've seen it in my life, just in little ways and ways my YouTube has grown and ways I've been able to create this product and ways I've been able to do events. Like all of those just started out as little ideas and now they've grown into something that's helping you and yes. which makes me so happy because I, I love it when a dream I have or an idea I have goes beyond myself mm -hmm. and I think that's really the best. So yeah, yeah thank <laughs> you so much Hannah Ashton to be on the show. It means the world. It means literally the world. You guys, you guys don't know how I'm feeling right now, but I'm, what I say, I know her from so long. Like, I love your YouTube videos. I love you so much. And I just want to say thank you. Keep on doing what you're doing. And, um, yeah. Just Here's good luck. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Please follow um, Hannah Ashton on her YouTube channel, Hannah Ashton. Um, subscribe. Um, follow her on um, Instagram at Miss Hannah Ashton. And just keep, please keep up with her because she's amazing and um yeah see you guys bye